Ooh, yes, finally. You know how everyone said, well, nothing's gonna happen from the Twitter files, blah, 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 blah. Well, you might still be right, but we've got a whole day full of amazing sound bites of uh, Twitter creeps, Yol Roth, Vijaya Gotti, Jim Baker, and so many more getting grilled on Capitol Hill. I'm condensing out all the clips for you here. So we'll go over each individual's testimony uh, and, and, and address the hilarity, the lies, the mistruths. And I really appreciate your support. I'm pushing hard for 1.5 million subscribers. I couldn't even believe, you know, I can't even believe I'm saying that by my birthday. My birthday is in April. It's April 12th. So if you're a casual viewer, we're so close. We're only like 20,000 away. Um, and I'm sure there's at least 20,000 people who are watching who aren't subscribed. So check it out, please. Uh, think about allowing me to earn your subscription. Now, Michael Schellenberger uh, opened up a thread this morning talking about Twitter files, congressional hearings, Twitter executives, including former lawyer Jim Baker and FBI double agent seemingly, who served as Twitter's deputy counsel. We'll talk about that. Then is to set to testify in front of the House Oversight Committee about their handling of one particular story of the uh, infamous laptop. But also, also, we look at Yol Roth, Vijaya Gotti. We have you know Representative Jamie Jamie Rassen calling the Twitter files authentically trivial and silly but doesn't address the coordinated effort by the intelligence community to discredit the computer, which was in FBI possession from December, 2019, before its contents were even public almost a full year later. We have Jim Baker, Vijaya Gotti, Yoel Roth, and Annika Collier-Navaroli. We're gonna talk about Baker in particular, but let's talk about Yoel Roth, perhaps the, the most, uh, suspect of all these suspects okay literally shaking uh while he's testifying you know i'd feel bad for him as a human i, I know a lot of you make fun of me because i'm a i still have that stupid emotion empathy and i haven't been totally hardened by the internet i promise you i'm turning to a robot slowly but surely but you know he is legitimately nervous and you could tell this is no joke i mean like so you see, Yol Roth says, uh, Twitter saw the laptop having similarities to 2016 hacking stuff of the DNC. They are similar in the fact only that the DNC fell for a phishing link and the lap, and then that, and that uh, the president's son forgot his laptop at a repair shop. There is no evidence that Russia was responsible for either one of them. We then have another clip. You know, some of these I'm going to, uh, you know, I'll play. Some of them I'll just kind of go through. You know, you see, you know, Yoel Roth appealing to emotion here. Former head of Twitter, trust and safety, Yoel Roth on the Twitter files. It didn't just affect me, but affected much more junior employees at the company. Ultimately, I had to leave my home and sell it. Sorry, multi-millionaire who got a multi-million dollar settlement on the way out the door, I'm sure. Uh, I don't feel bad for you. Um, and, and, you know, honestly, what you had to sell your home and buy a bigger home with, you know, you go, you, you know, in a ski resort or whatever, you know, it's, it's absolute insanity. You could see <clears throat> Paul Sperry making clear the bias of today's Twitter witnesses. Yoel Roth, Dem donor called Trump a racist tangerine and Trump white house officials, the bad guys from WW2. Vijaya Gotti gave $2,700 to Hillary, $2,700 to Kamala. I'm assuming that's probably a limit. She's a super multimillionaire. James Baker, Democrat. Annika Navaroli, Democratic racial justice activist for color of change. So all the people testifying are, uh, you know, are certified scumbaggery. You can see top oversight Republican James Cormer makes former Twitter head of trust and safety, Yul Roth panic after he pulls out massive poster with Roth's tweet calling Trump and his supporter. Let's watch. Gentleman yields back. I'll <clears throat> recognize myself now for questioning. The Biden family investigation begins with the story of how big tech, the media, former intelligence agents 
and the Bidens themselves suppressed the story of Hunter Biden's laptop weeks before the 2020 election. Today, we're hearing from Twitter executives who buried the New York Post laptop story, claiming it violated the platform's hacked materials policy. In reality, the Twitter executives were hostile towards conservatives and biased towards anyone who opposed their points of view. For example, Mr. Roth, did you write this tweet? Uh-oh. Uh I regret the language that I used in some of my former tweets, but yes, I did post that. Uh -oh. And I'll read the tweet so it's in the record. Yes, that person in the pink hat is clearly a bigger threat to your brand of feminism than actual Nazis in the White House. Mr. Roth, do you think all conservatives are Nazis? <laughs> Certainly not, sir. What about the hundreds of people who worked in the Trump administration? Certainly not. Did well, Ms. Gaddy or any other lawyer at Twitter ever tell you to take down that tweet? No, Twitter did not have a practice of restricting employees sharing their personal viewpoints <laughs> on the service. Oh. Of course, we all know uh, all the various tweets that were related to Yul Roth and all the, you know, look, he's allowed to be a goofball leftist if he wants. There's nothing against that, of course. Um, but it also calls into question when you look at, you know, his job and the things that he was responsible for at Twitter also interfacing directly with the FBI and all of the issues that were brought about by the Twitter files in that, you know, American citizens, you know, this is a, this is an issue globally, of course, but in America, we have the first amendment and our government is not allowed to infringe on that. And what they did was use an end around, in my opinion, by just having Twitter do it for them. You know, we saw relative nobodies on Twitter, 10, 20 follower Andy's getting suspended from Twitter at the direct request of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Why do you think that that would be? You know, don't you think that, let's say that Yoel Roth was like a hard right leaning person. Do you think he would have been as quick to adhere to that? Probably not because people have their biases, you know, it's just the way they are. Then you have Marjorie Taylor Greene who, who uh, put, who brought up her personal Twitter account saying you permanently ban my Twitter account, but you allow uh, these type of images all over Twitter. So glad that you're censored down. I'm so glad you've lost your jobs. Thank God Elon, Elon Musk bought Twitter. Elon. And you know what? Let's talk about something a little bit further. It's amazing to me, Mr. Roth, as the head and trust of safety at Twitter. Oop, trust and your safety. ability, or should I say inability, to remove child. Now here's something that disgusts me about you. In your doctoral dissertation entitled Gay Data, you argued that minors should have access to Grindr, an adult male gay hookup app. Oops. Minors? Really? You know, Elon Musk took over Twitter and he Elon, banned 44,000 accounts that were promoting child. You permanently banned my Twitter account, but you allowed child, child over Twitter. Twitter had become a platform, you said, connecting queer young adults. You also wrote on Twitter in 2010, can high school students ever meaningfully consent to sex with their teachers? In 2021, while you were the director of trust and safety on Twitter, an underage boy and his mother announced a lawsuit against Twitter because, because Twitter was benefiting from and refused to remove a lewd video featuring this boy and another minor. Yep. That is repulsive. You know, I don't, uh, I'm not a big Marjorie Taylor Green. You know, I'm kind of, you know, it's just like with Ted Cruz. Like Ted Cruz has good takes, but he also has bad takes. You know, you know, I'd say that's a pretty epic take, you know, and uh, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And there's just so many, um, you know, you abuse the power of a large corporation, goes on to say, and big tech to censor Americans. I'm so glad you are censored now, and I'm so glad that you've lost your jobs. I mean, they're not really censored, and I wouldn't want them censored. I'm happy they're fired, though. You know, and then, of course, a Annie Briggs, you know, questions former trust. I mean, this is straightforward, directed, backed by evidence. Within uh, uh, just mere minutes or hours after... The New York Post published its story on the Hunter Biden laptop. Uh, at 8.51 a.m., you sent a message to a team, part of your team, I assume, and you said, 
It isn't clearly violative of our hacked materials policy, referring to this story, nor is it clearly in violation of anything else. Do you remember sending that message? Oops. Thank you for the question, Congressman. I don't recall that message specifically, but that does sound like my judgment on that day, yes. Okay, so that was early on in the day. And yet, uh, shortly thereafter, Kaylee McEnany, White House Press Secretary, uh, her, her account was locked. Um, so an inquiry was made the next day mm -hmm. by a person named Carolyn Strom. You know Carolyn Strom? Yes, sir, I do. Yeah, and Carolyn Strom asked what's going on here, and somebody named Elaine Ong Soto said <laughs> the user was bounced by site integrity for violating our hacked materials policy. Do you remember that incident? Yes, sir, I do. Uh -oh. And to somebody named Trenton Kelly. So, I mean, I think you have this situation where they're basically just reading from the Twitter files and setting them up and, and just knocking them down. Uh, Kennedy said, I'm struggling to understand the policy basis for make, marking this as unsafe. And I think the best explainability argument, now that may be a technical term for you, but it, for me it looks like uh, we're, we're trying to create a narrative here to cover our butt. Yep. The best explainability <laughs> argument for this externally will be that we're waiting to understand that this story is the result of hacked materials. Do you remember Mr. Kennedy's communication? Yes, I do. Yeah. And so yeah. then we get into uh, a whole series of things. Uh, Essentially, he goes through here and, and, and basically says, well, wait, what, why did you change it? You know, you were clearly, he was clearly pressured. And you could see like here, Jim Jordan makes former Twitter censorship boss Yul Roth physically squirm on live TV, watching his hands literally tremble as he gets grill grilled. They're already unraveling. With the First Amendment. But the government's saying, we don't think these accounts comply with your terms of service. Please take them down. You see a problem there, Mr. Mr. He's saying, just like we said, you're, the government can't infringe on your rights, but the government's telling you to, to infringe on other people's rights. Is there something weird here? Mr. Roth? Mr. Chairman, I'm seeing a flashing red light. I'm happy to answer the question. Um, do I think that that's a valuable use of the FBI's time? No, but I don't see in a request for review a problem under the First Amendment. No, I sure do. I, I, I thank the gentleman. Of course. Of course you would say that because you don't want to incriminate yourself. But of course it is violative of our First Amendment rights. It's just the government using an end around to silence Americans. I can't wait. I'm pulling in all this data. We're going to have Vijay Gotti next, and then Jim Baker after that, and then um, probably a couple other topics. So make sure you subscribe down below. You Make sure you click that like button and share it on Twitter. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I really do appreciate you tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon. interesting story out of airbnb last night i've never actually stayed in an airbnb i think <clears throat> maybe one time um my entire life uh but i understand their convenience in particular in cities where um you know hotel spots are hard to find or they're very expensive but it seems like airbnb between their ridiculous cleaning fees and requirements have kind of priced themselves out and people are turning back to hotels and last night they suffered some serious instant regret after banning the family of a, of a political commentator that they didn't like. And that particular political commentator is Lauren Southern. I've always had a, a, a good relationship with Lauren. Uh, you know, I've appeared on a few shows with her. I think I've had her on my show at one point. Uh, she certainly had an interesting career. But what's really interesting about this is that they didn't ban her, which would have been absurd enough. Look, if you do something bad like... I don't know, you stay in somebody's house and you leave a bunch of dead fish in the back of the toilet or something like that, or, you know, you leave houses a mess after, you know, so many times you get banned. That I understand. Um, getting banned for not liking someone's political opinions is extraordinarily bizarre. Now, private company people, uh, yes, I hear you. And sure, Airbnb can choose to ban customers based on their political opinions if they so choose, but then I get to cover it and tell everyone who doesn't agree with that to consider an alternative. Now, Airbnb certainly has pretty close to a monopoly in this space, but there are other, are other options, including actual hotels 
where you don't have to clean up after yourself and make all the beds and still pay fees for it. Uh, this is insane. She tweets last night, my parents just got banned from Airbnb for being related to me. They have never booked anything for me. They do not represent me in any way. They aren't publicly political in any way. How in how is this sane in any way, Airbnb? Here's the email. We have an update to share. We've removed you from the Airbnb platform because your account is closely associated with a person who isn't allowed to use Airbnb. This means you'll also no longer be able to use or book reservations on Airbnb. For the safety of our community, we may remove accounts that are closely associated with people who aren't allowed to use Airbnb. So you're punishing her family because what? Their mealy mouth explanation might be, oh, um, well, they might use it to book for you. So, I mean, do you think all these, by the way, Airbnbs used to be a nice way for like people to make a little extra money and then it got corporatized and it's ruined a lot of vacation spots and things of that nature. That's a whole different, I've actually got a far more sinister tale to tell you about Airbnb after this. Because, you know, Airbnb, Airbnb wants to F around, so now they're going to find out. Make sure you share this video far and wide. She continues, the $300 cleaning fees for a $200 rental are cringe and exploitative anyways. Support local hotels. I hope you know that you're all associated with me. Um, get 3 million impressions. She wrote, further context, I was banned years ago for my politics and, quote, affiliations as well. How many degrees of affiliations can Airbnb realistically ban people for? Will friends of my parents now be banned? Cousins, second cousins? Yes, I appealed and was denied. My parents are some of the sweetest people I know. They were just planning a romantic getaway. They aren't political activists. All I've learned is that if governments and corporations can't shut you up by harming you, they now go after your families. And what's interesting is, uh, that this is what's nuts about it is Airbnb is doing far worse than this. Now, this story went kind of uh, got wild. Uh, a thread by Data Racer, viewed by 200,000 people. Airbnb banned Lauren Southern's parents today because of her political views. Did you know that thousands of women um, are allegedly bad things happen to them at Airbnbs every year by creeps who are listing rooms on their app? Airbnb, this is, this is their claim, pays millions per year to keep these cases quiet. You see, woman allegedly something very bad happened at New York Airbnb, received a settlement of $7 million. Airbnb sued by guest who says a host did something terrible to her. That's a different one. Airbnb deals with thousands, thousands of creep allegations every year, but it manages to keep many out of the public eye. Payouts, arbitrations, and NDAs have helped Airbnb avoid scrutiny on safety issues. So guess what? Airbnb, uh, women out there, something to consider, right? Fellas who have sisters, wives, girlfriends, moms who use Airbnb, show them this article. And by the way, this isn't some old article. It's from j summer of 2021. Thousands a year. Bloomberg, Bloomberg two uh, survivors spur airbnb arbitration turnaround here's another one now they can serve now they can sue airbnb there are dozens of so many of many alleged cases against airbnb you can find dozens of law firms advertising cases online i don't know much about lauren southern or opinions and don't care but airbnb is another far left tech company hiding disgusting secrets Here's a law firm. Can I sue after something bad happens to my Airbnb? It's such a big business that ad, that lawyers are running uh, ads looking for people out there. You can see Airbnb banned a conservative YouTuber's family from the app, claiming she's a danger to the community. Airbnb hosts are doing terrible things to hundreds of rental guests every year. They pay $50 million a year to make these stories disappear. Airbnb is the most dangerous app since Craigslist. Google, search Airbnb, terrible incident. You'll find they're flooding tons of SEO web pages with murder mysteries and escape room activities. Airbnb is actively trying to suppress news stories in the search engines to hide all the terrible things that happen to their guests at Airbnb rentals. I mean, these are paid searches too. 
I mean, it's basically like Uber, right? Uber does the same thing. They, they bury uh, all the terrible things that happen to people that get in their cars, in particular women. You know, I don't, uh, I never let my wife use it. Uh, I, I'm not a fan. Uh, have some weirdo pick her up and, you know, not, not going to happen. Um, you know, especially Uber where it's so easy to become one of their drivers. Like I might hire a, a, a driving, a, like a driver service where they've been around for a long time, but no, not Uber, not Airbnb. And of course, after all the wild backlash this morning, it was reported, uh, Lauren followed up. My parents never appealed the decision. They're trying to make this look like it was a mistake due to bad PR. It was not. They just miscalculated how far they could go. How about the truth for a change? So after massive backlash, they caved. We reviewed your appeal and made the decision to restore your account. We're sorry for the inconvenience, blah, 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 blah. Well, they never appealed it. And, you know, I certainly hope that they don't use it and that, uh, you know, if you have an Airbnb account and you decide to close it, maybe let them know why. You know, I don't, I don't play with, and by the way, if they had done this to like a leftist or something like that, it's equally messed up. Like it's e equally deplorable um, and, you know, should be called out as such. So no Airbnb, you will never be getting any of my money because this is not the first time you've done it. And also, uh, thanks to that thread by Data Racer, you see a lot deeper corruption inside this company that should really give you pause before you decide to give them any money whatsoever, especially uh, if you're a woman or a woman staying there because it seems like it's extraordinarily dangerous to me. Now, Vijay Gotti, if you, if you follow the Twitter files, even if you didn't follow the Twitter files, you may remember Vijay Gotti, who was an extraordinarily high-ranking official at Twitter. Many people knew who she was kind of just because of that, but also many were introduced to her during her appearance on the Joe Rogan podcast with Tim Pool, where Tim Pool does a very, very good job bringing the facts and um, kind of grilling her on selective censorship on the platform and she looked completely unprepared. She probably thought it would be a fluff interview. And it was uh, a, a wonderful, perhaps Tim's highest, biggest moment there on the biggest stage. So I think a lot of credit goes to Tim for that. But she just had no answers. It was like, give me an example. I'll have to circle back. Oh, give me an example. Well, I don't know. It was one of the most, it, it, was, it spawned many memes. And Elon Musk never liked this woman. She had a massive, massive salary at Twitter in the tens of millions of dollars, and she got a huge amount of money to leave. That said, throughout the Twitter files, we saw all the various different pieces coming together uh, to paint a picture of some serious nefarious action, including uh, you know working directly with um, the United States government to censor its citizens' First Amendment rights, including what appeared to be an extraordinarily politically biased little super secret cult between her and Yul Roth and at times Jack Dorsey, where they were just arbitrarily deciding on whether or not people were allowed to say the things that they perhaps wanted to say. Now, back to the congressional hearings. The, the, the issue here with Vijaya is, as Michael Schellenberger points out, Vijaya Gotti, the former general counsel for Twitter, claims that its censorship of the particular article about the president's son's laptop had, was done in line with policy against hack materials, but she does not mention that Roth and his team found that they were, in fact, not from hacking. It is my opinion, of course, that Vijaya Gotti, which ultimately was the one that banned Donald Trump, if you remember, leave a like on this video right now. By the way, I'm pushed. I'm so close to 1.5 million subs. If you haven't subscribed yet for my birthday, my birthday's coming up in April. Let's hit it by that. There was an extremely strong, there was extremely strong evidence that the emails were authentic and not the result of hacking. The New York post included a picture of the receipt signed by the president's son, all sorts of stuff. Essentially, it's my opinion that Vijay Gotti and Yul Roth just said, "Meh, this looks bad for Biden. We're going to end the story. That's my opinion, right? And the Twitter files help really fill in a lot of factual nuggets around that. 
It would have taken a few minutes for Jim Baker, Yoel Roth, and Vijaya Gotti to confirm whether or not the FBI subpoena was real or fake. None of them even bothered to do so. Yoel Roth, like Vijaya, opened his statement. Well, let's talk about Vijaya. Because I already talked about Yoel Roth. And Jim Baker is coming up later. He's a real piece of work. So here we have former head of Trust and Safety, Vijaya Gotti, testifies under oath at, at the, about the computer, the president's son's computer. And a lot of people are like, so private company, what, what's law was broken. Um, I don't know how stupid you have to be to understand that there was, you know, not just a law that was broken, but the First Amendment was infringed. The U.S. government, in my opinion, used Twitter to infringe on United States citizens' First Amendment rights. At best, in terms of the laptop, Vijaya Gotti, Yoel Roth, and others at Twitter acted upon their own accord and used their own sole discretion to alter the conversation to suppress data that may have appeared bad for Joe Biden in running up to his presidency. And people might say, well, what law? Okay, how about this? Under Section 230, Twitter, YouTube, and all social media platforms have uh, kind of qualified immunity. It's like, it's, that's maybe not the right term, but they have immunity to many lawsuits. And it's what allows social media to really exist. So for example, if you, a user, post something terrible on their platform, they can't be sued for it. You know, if they ignore something long enough, for example, like, you know, Twitter has on, on, on record uh, images and stuff like uh, of a young of the youngins that have, they had to literally be sued to remove. But they, they can't be sued. You can, but they can't. This is just part of the Section 230 protection. This is just part of the Section 230 protection. The reason, again, this is important is because otherwise they couldn't let people post freely because they would be, you know, sued into oblivion. Follow me here. In exchange for that, these platforms must act as a platform, not a publisher. Meaning, if they keep their hands off certain content, then they have the plausible deniability to say, I didn't, I didn't post that. You can ban, we'll ban the user, but we can't be sued. Once they start, let's say, uh, you know, pushing their fingers on the scales, right? Un uh, banning content that uh, disproportionately affects one political side or the other, or even content that does not violate their terms of service, but they just feel like suppressing, that is acting like a publisher. Now, in reverse, in a way, right? You're, you're acting like a publisher by suppressing stories as opposed to producing them, but you're still enacting editorial control over your user's content, which would disqualify you from Section 230 protection. That's why it's important. That's what laws have been broken here. And that's the best case scenario. Defending free expression and maintaining the health of the platform required difficult judgment calls. Most applications of Twitter's rules were fact-intensive, subject to internal debate, and needed to be made very quickly. We recognized that after applying our rules, we might learn that some of them did not work as we imagined and that we would need to update them. We always remained open to new information from our customers and critics regarding our policies and enforcement. No, they didn't. At times, we also reversed course. For example, on October 14, 2020, the New York Post tweeted articles about Hunter Biden's laptop with embedded images that look like they may have been obtained through hacking. Nope, 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 nope. That's only the current narrative. You never thought that in the beginning. You use that as cover. In 2018, we had developed a policy intended to, to prevent Twitter from becoming a dumping ground for hacked materials. We applied this policy to the New York Post tweets and blocked links to the articles embedding those source materials. At no point did Twitter otherwise prevent tweeting, reporting, discussing, or describing the contents of Mr. Bull. They greatly suppressed. Even YouTube right now, there's a reason I say the president's son's computer, right? Now with these testimony videos, um, these videos will all be suppressed anyway. Like if you just mention it, I can tell. It's just like when I cover an expose from, you know, the PV company. If I put their name in the title, if I mention their name, it gets suppressed. This is why 
you know, my viewers on Rumble, Odyssey, BitChute. That's why I have all that set up. By the way, I'm going to set up community notes for Rumble, BitChute, and Odyssey too. Uh, that just reminded me. Anyway, we have our shows on Thursday night at 5 o'clock, me and Sydney Watson. Then let's go to some of the more hilarious ones. This one is very interesting. Representative Mace. Well, I'll just let her, I'll just let her, I'll let her cook. I have another question, my last one for you, Ms. Tite, uh, Ms. Gaddy. Did the U.S. government ever contact you or anyone at Twitter to pressure Twitter to moderate or censor certain tweets? Yes or no? That's a long pause. Longer. We have a program. Did the U.S. government ever contact you or anyone at Twitter to censor or moderate certain tweets, yes or no? We, we know receive it. legal demands to remove content from the platform from the U.S. government and governments all around the world. Those are published on a third-party website. I have no That's a yes, right? That's a yes. How about this? Nancy Mace asks Vijaya Gotti if she's a doctor, then absolutely roasts her. It's done to censor folks is uh, from Dr. Martin Koldorf, a Harvard-educated epidemiologist who once tweeted, COVID vaccines are important for high-risk people and their caretakers. Those with prior natural infection do not need it, nor children. The Twitter files reveal this tweet was deemed false information because it ran contrary to the CDC. So my first question this morning of Ms. Gaddy, may I ask of you, where did you go to medical school? <laughs> I did not go to medical school. I'm sorry? I did not go to medical school. That's what I thought. Why do you <laughs> think you or anyone else at Twitter had the medical expertise to censor a doctor's expert opinion? Our policies regarding COVID were designed to protect individuals. We were seeing- You guys censored Harvard-educated doctors, Stanford-educated doctors, doctors that are educated in the best places in the world, and you silenced those voices. My next question. <laughs> I mean, absolute destruction. I mean, it, it, it's 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 so hilarious that like, and and so yes, okay. So first, we say, were there going to be any? You know, will there be anything that comes of this? Well, we're having congressional hearings. What's the next step after this? Well, I certainly would love to see some lawsuits. Um. Will any of these people be behind bars? I think that that's probably going too far, but I sure would like to see them financially broke. That would be interesting. How about some class action lawsuits? I mean, this is not a good look, right? Where did you go to medical school? Here's a bunch of doctors who are sharing their medical opinions, and just because you didn't like them, you banned them from their platform. You can look at Dr. Robert Malone as another one. There are many doctors that shared, I mean, just absolute destruction is the U.S. government, oh, excuse me, I have another chart I want to show you, Ms. Gaddy. Um, I have another tweet by someone with a following of a full 18,000 followers. This person put a chart from the CDC on Twitter. It's the CDC's own data, so it's accurate by your standards. And you all labeled this as misleading. Uh, You're not a doctor, right, Ms. Gaddy? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Woo-wee! I can't wait for Jim Baker, too, because he is the scumbaggiest of scumbags. Make sure you leave a like on this video. Make sure if you haven't yet, you subscribe and you turn notifications on so you don't miss a single upload today. I'm going through all the, all the congressional hearings in real time and then condensing them and uploading them for you. And if you want to give me an early birthday present, if you haven't yet, please do consider subscribing. Trying to hit 1.5 million by my birthday. That sure would be neat. Well, this is kind of breaking uh you know hopefully we'll get some more information as i'm recording this but uh certainly a very odd thing happening i don't even know if you'll see this or if it'll make it to youtube but if you are watching on youtube make sure you subscribe here to the quartering there's a red button down below i do daily breakdowns of all the latest news videos and i would love to have you on the channel uh it would appear that like the entire internet's down i, I suspect youtube might be going down any minute is this uh, a coincidence? Is this some sort of retaliation from some of the rumors that we're seeing around a certain pipeline? I don't know, but like literally everything's down. 
YouTube seems to be down in some areas, like active viewers kind of dropped off there for a minute. Hey, Annie, bony Annie. Oh. Right, Annie? She hasn't seen me in a while. But right now, as of, you know, well, three, 434, the amount of uh, websites that are down are uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, the McDonald's app, um, a whole slew of, of apps that are down. Um, you know, I don't know, like if it's some sort of like cyber attack or what the case is, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, WhatsApp, McDonald's app, Facebook messenger. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, it's weird. Um, so here's what we know so far. This says InstaFail. Instagram and Facebook down apps not working as thousands of users complain over outage. You know, there are some apps that are reporting issues. The UK, the UK sounds very judgmental. Down detector has 7,000 reports. Um, you know, so it's definitely the app. Uh, certainly if you look at like down detectors website, um, you know, Instagram, all these sites are down. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Fox news. Interestingly, right, right wing, right, right wing, right. McDonald's app, TweetDeck, RuneScape, of all things, Facebook Messenger. Um, what's going on here? Are they all like Amazon Web Services? Interestingly, so we have Amazon Web Services peaking up a little bit, possibly. Is this like a cyber attack? Is this? Um, you know, this is obviously a lot of issues going on with Facebook, Twitter right now. I think what's happening is, uh, it's saying that you're over your daily tweet limit. I don't know. This certainly seems like what a, a cyber attack would look like, but could also be because there's so few providers of some of the, like, like CDNs servers, web, uh, cloud hosting, because there's so few like uh, providers, it's not unprecedented that you would see, you know, a high level of outages. And if some, you know, some shared service that they all use decided to, you know, uh, go down for a small, you know, amount of time, that's a you know, it wouldn't be that crazy to see it. But what's interesting is that it's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TweetDeck, the McDonald's app. Fox News, this seems like a, a left-wing thing, doesn't it? Well, I guess only because Fox News is in there. But you don't see CNN, at least at the time of this recording. I don't know how bad it's going to get. You see some minor spikes with LinkedIn. Netflix is fine. TikTok is fine, coincidentally. You know, Gmail seems fine. Uh, again, this is, you know, as close as we can get to kind of real-time data. Twitter, you see here. Expect major delays, according to them, live outages worldwide. Again, with the excuse me, with the tweet limit, it doesn't seem that's obviously not anything that Twitter's ever, you know, that Twitter's ever had that I know of. So I don't know. You know, there were some weird articles today about how the US might have done something with a certain pipeline. Um it could be completely unrelated. This is digital trends. Twitter is down and letting us and not letting us tweet. Users saying users are over a daily limit. It's nearly impossible to keep up with all every new bug feature mishap at Twitter these days. Of course, you know they would spin this politically as if like the entire internet wasn't down. You know, like it's not just Twitter. It's also Facebook, Instagram, Fox News, the McDonald's. Um, it seems odd. It seems very out. A quick look at down detector reveals a lot of people are experiencing the same problem. A massive spike of outage reports came in around 4.45 Eastern with numerous people commenting on the down detector website that they cannot tweet. The down detector website shows 52% of users are reporting a problem with the app, 35% of users indicating website problems. I mean, uh, I, I suppose, by the way, make sure that you have notifications turned on. Subscribe, have notifications turned on because once we figure out what's going on here, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll report it could be. Nothing. It could be nothing. It could be something. It definitely isn't Twitter related, though. You know, a lot of these articles are trying to say, "Oh, well, it's, ah, obviously Elon Musk's Twitter is falling apart." 
Uh, no, there's a major outage seemingly worldwide uh, with all these apps. And, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to civil war it. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a little concerning, right? Instagram and Facebook kind of go down all the time. But this seems like a you know a lot when you when you try to use Twitter, you can't see um, your DMs, you can't send tweets. I'm sure Twitter support has not sent anything. Just checking, uh, Twitter support has not tweeted anything. Now this is two hours after they rolled out a brand new feature. So let's say hypothetically they're not related. It seems unlikely, but. Two hours ago, Twitter did roll out a new feature that allows people who use Twitter Blue to send really long tweets with a show more option, which fine or whatever, you know, it is what it is. But it seemed like within minutes of them rolling that out or so, or within about a half hour of that, Twitter started acting wonky. It's weird because I'm still getting notifications on Twitter. Um, I It seems like people are still watching the YouTube videos, but a little bit less. Um, that could be because someone made a I'm mad and I'm mad at Jeremy video. I, I don't know. Um, but it's certainly concerning to see just how quickly everything can go down. And it's obviously humbling as a as a man who requires the internet to pay his bills. Uh, you know, that's a little concerning. So is it is it some sort of uh, cyber uh, retaliation? I don't know. It could be, you know, there it's, it's not just Twitter that's crashing around the world. It's everything. It's Facebook, it's Instagram. Um, it's our entire, like, you know, and who knows how many more I'm kind of trying to track this in real time a little bit, um, with down detector, but you know, that's kind of the main ones we're seeing runescape actually spiking. Now I don't know. I get like randomly rooms runescape is in there, but Fox news, um, it's possible that there be maybe like new targets kind of, you know, maybe it's some sort of like global DDoS, but most of these people have pretty comprehensive DDoS protection. Um, you know, I'm looking for maybe like CNN to see if they are having any kind of problems. Nope. They're, they've been totally fine. Um, no, you know, no peaks there. Just Fox news. Interestingly enough, like a lot. Um, I guess if I, let's see if I go to the web. No, I didn't want to submit a report. No, no, I don't want to submit a report. Oh, I am accidentally submitting a report. I'm sorry, Fox News. <laughs> I mean, if I do Fox News, it's working fine for me. So I don't really know. It, I mean, it seems to be loading fine for me. So I don't know. What do you think? Think this is just a a, a blip, just a little blip. I mean, Twitter is working enough that it's got, you know, the trending stuff is seeming to update, but, you know, I'm just a little worried with, you know, people that, you know, there was that big report today about people who, um, you know, claim that the U.S. Uh, may have had something to do with the pipeline thing. And we all know, you know, a lot of our internet technology is pretty vulnerable. I remember a time where there was something like, there's there's shockingly few people at the top that kind of run this stuff. So stay tuned to the channel. I'll see what I can find out. I'll update you all later. I normally do a live stream. Obviously, I don't know if that's going to be happening, but uh, stay tuned in here. Turn on your notifications and we'll talk to you again real soon. Today, the Capitol Hill hearings are happening with the folks behind the Twitter files, particularly Yoel Roth and Vijaya Gotti, which I've already covered. So if you missed those videos, just check back on the channel and watch those. And now we get to former FBI lawyer, Jim Baker. This is perhaps the most interesting individual that is getting grilled at the Capitol today because, well, he was ex-FBI, working with, and when you have obviously the issue of you, uh, Twitter working with the FBI, then you had the whole hullabaloo where he was actually, he survived the initial cut at Twitter and ended up running allegedly some level of interference with the Twitter files only to be 
found out like, you know, by the Twitter files journalists and subsequently immediately fired from Twitter. So to bring you up to speed, we have obviously the thread by uh, Michael Schellenberger in particular about Jim Baker, because this is perhaps kind of like the most evil guy in all of this. So the congressional hearings, former FBI lawyer Jim Baker, who served as Twitter's deputy counsel, okay, are, uh, is now testifying in front of the House Oversight Committee. This is the big deal because it's all about the laptop, the president's son's computer. And that's why you got to share this video because you know YouTube's going to put this down. Baker claims he urged caution around the laptop when in reality, he led the charge within Twitter to reverse the findings by Twitter head of trust and safety, Yul Roth. The New York Post story had not violated Twitter's policies. So this condensed timeline is essentially the head of trust and safety says, nope, this isn't hacked. This is good. Let the story run. And then other people like Vijaya Gotti, Jim Baker, and others work behind the scenes to reverse that decision and ultimately censor the story and anyone sharing it. Vijaya Gotti, the former general counsel for Twitter, claims that it is censor that its censorship of the New York Post article was done in line with its policy against, quote, hack materials. But she does not mention that Roth and his team initially found that it was, quote, not from hacking. So you had Jim Baker in here, all sorts of suspect given where he used to work, who he used to work for. Um, you have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez having an absolute meltdown. Uh, we're talking about the laptop story. This is an embarrassment. This is from a woman who was wanting to legislate around the, around the toots of cows. Uh, so I, she should not be taken seriously, but here's a clip. So they've dragged a social media platform here in Congress. They're weaponizing the use of this committee so that they can do it again. Yeah, I hope they constantly do it. I hope they do it every single solitary time that, that they infringe on my rights, which is what it appears that Twitter did for sure, according to the Twitter files. Um, and almost certainly YouTube does it. Almost certainly Facebook, Instagram, they do it. TikTok does it in another way. Uh, so she's having a complete meltdown a about it. A whole hearing. Oh, about a whole hearing. About a 24-hour hiccup in a right-wing political operation. That a right-wing political operation? Nah, I'm pretty sure people wanted to know if, um, you know, the president's son was compromised. That is why we are here right now. And it is, it, it's just a, an abuse of public resources, an what? abuse of public time. They're representing their uh, constituents here well, I would argue. I want this to happen. And not only do I want this to happen, I want these people to have to live at the Hill. I want these people answering questions for months. I want these people to face lawsuits. And I know that I'm not the only one that feels that way. In fact, leave a like on the video right now if you agree. Subscribe if you agree, right? So this gaslighting by AOC to pretend that like, well, nobody's actually interested in this. You know why? It's because these people have done your bidding for years, okay? In my opinion, and anecdotal evidence certainly suggests that Twitter, Facebook, and others have gone out of their way to make sure to protect Joe Biden and Democrats many times over the years. Now, here's where Jim Baker seemingly lies directly under oath. Jim Baker, I did not, well, I'm going to show you. I did not act unlawfully or otherwise inappropriately in any manner with respect to Hunter Biden's laptop. lies under oath. And here's, here's Jim Jordan grills, former FBI official and former Twitter deputy counsel, Jim Baker on whether or not he discussed the story with the FBI. Well, to the gentleman from, uh, I think, the, I think, Ohio. I think the chair for yielding, Mr. Baker, you said you didn't talk with the FBI that day. Did you talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden laptop story prior to then or after that day? I, um, uh, Oh, geez, I don't remember. I'm trying to make sure I can answer this question consistent with the restrictions that I talked about in my opening Simple statement. question. Did you yeah. talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden story? I do. To the best of my recollection, I did not talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden story uh, before that day. Did you talk to him after it? 
You said your, your, your response is real. Your response is real specific to the chairman. You said I did not talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden laptop story that day. I assume that day is October 14th. I want to know if you talked to him on the 13th or before, or if you talked to him on the 15th and after. I don't recall speaking to the FBI. I don't recall. I want you know. It's like don't forget that FBI asset Jim Baker wanted to suspend Donald Trump from Twitter for sharing this tweet. Just imagine what he was doing behind the scenes at the FBI. This is, I will be leaving the Great Walter Reed Medical Center. Don't be afraid of the coof. Don't let it dominate your life. Great advice, by the way, uh, for anybody out there. I mean, I, I don't, the idea that he can say, I don't recall and worm out of, you know, you see, here's this one. Jim Baker just lied under oath. I, um, I'm trying to make sure I can answer this question consistent with the restrictions that I talked about in my opening. Simple statement. question. Did you yeah. talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden story? I do. To the best of my recollection, I did not talk to the FBI about the Hunter Biden story uh, before that day. Did you talk to him after? I don't recall speaking oh. to the FBI sitting here today. I don't recall speaking to the FBI at all about the Hunter Biden matter. Well, then why did you, you answer it the way you did? I beg your pardon? Uh, I yield back to yeah. Why did you say, mm, I don't know if I did before. I don't know if I did after. It's very suspicious. The whole thing stinks to high heaven. Uh, the whole thing, uh, you know, where you have Jim Baker running interference, seemingly a running cover for the president's, you know, lunatic garbage son. Um, and again, I don't care if you have, if your son's like an addict or whatever, you know, that guy's a grown man. What I care about is how does this guy end up on like some energy council in a country where I'm currently sending billions of tax dollars to? Hmm. Right? I mean, could it be any more obvious of all the places in the world this clown could work? Right? Nobody says anything about I mean, people say about anything, but they call you all sorts of, you know, things, you know, wild claims. I mean, you have literally you know, we know based on the Twitter files about Jim Baker. If we go back to the actual Twitter file, I think which was file seven, Jim Baker was deeply involved in censoring the story. Like deeply involved, including back and forth, um, you know, back and forth with the FBI's Elvis Chan, Yoel Roth, all these people deeply, deeply involved. Like Jim Baker is, you know, to me, pretty suspect in all of this. They clearly work together to find any reason to censor the story. The fact that you're out here pretending that none of that is happening, you know, that none of that could have happened is absurd. Elvis Chan working with the FBI directly infringing on Americans' First Amendment rights is a crime. You know, the, the idea that AOC is having a melty about this, of course she does, because this is her people getting exposed, right? Absolute disgusting behavior from Jim Baker AOC, who's, you know, really just an e-thought, you know, she's an e-girl who, who's mostly interested in the fame. She doesn't actually want to litigate. That's why she spends time going on people's live streams and things of that nature. He knew that it was a laptop. The FBI knew it was the laptop. AOC throws an absolute fit. We could be talking about health care. We could be talking about bringing down the cost of prescription drugs. We could be talking about abortion rights, civil rights, voting rights. But instead, we're talking about Hunter Biden's. About our First Amendment. We're talking about the American people's First Amendment and it being infringed. Okay, we're talking about freedom of press, right? We're talking about pretty core issues to this country. We're talking about FBI infiltrating uh, private companies and using those private companies to infringe on our rights as citizens. All kind of big things, but I don't expect AOC to understand that. I want to reach out about another kind of fledgling Twitter censorship issue. I know today's news is kind of Twitter heavy with all the congressional hearings going on. But I do think it's important to talk about something 
that has currently resulted in the lockout of journalist Annie No, and by the way, also free Brittany Venti, who's still locked out of her account. But Annie No reports, um, Twitter locked my account and removed my screenshots of the uh, super soilger uh, calls to bad behavior. Essentially, let me pull up the tweets because he sent them to me last night via Telegram so that I could communicate uh, exactly what's going on here. So last night, about a half dozen of Andy's tweets had been flagged down. And what was interesting about the tweets were that they were screenshots of other tweets that existed on the platform that were calls for organizing of the super soilger uh, group to uh, almost certainly um, disrupt an event. You can see Minnesota tour dates both got canceled. Both are posted on the State Theater website. Peterson is a transphobic alt-right mouthpiece who should be afraid to show his face. Show Jordan Peterson that he isn't welcome in Minnesota. We plan to be there to show him and his bigoted supporters that they aren't welcome here. Show starts at 7, but plan to show up an hour earlier. We would suggest covering your face as fascists will be present. Bring a friend. Bring a bullhorn. Um, you can see, you know, terrorize your oppressor. This is a tweet saying far left Minneapolis group is in, uh, inciting bad behavior against Jordan Peterson's events on February 7th through 8th. The group says he should be afraid to show his face, calls for people to show up, conceal their identities and quote, be dangerous. For posting a screenshot of that tweet, Annie No was suspended or locked or this tweet, LA Antifa member. Uh, whatever, who was banned repeatedly on Twitter for making uh, terrible threats, wishes more women who didn't support trans ideology be maimed and or something worse. He takes issues with Bethany Hamilton, a surfer who says she will not compete against biological males. That tweet flagged down. Um, you know, essentially you have him reporting on threats of, you know, bad behavior. And those getting removed down again with no reason. Here's the removed tweet. He sent me this about the uh, super soldiers and Eugene uh, announcing that they were going to go after a uh, turning point USA event, campus only event, um, forcing him to remove it. Now for what, why did he have to remove it? No reason given. We've determined that this account has violated Twitter rules specifically for violating one of our rules. He remains locked out as far as I know at the time of recording this video. What did he post to get locked? Well, it was this. It was a call to action where it says fascist scum off our campus. Where, blo where block, no peace, police, no tone police, leave your phone at home, become ungovernable, be a nuisance, prevent them from spreading hate, bash the fash. This is clearly a call to action, a call to bad behavior from these losers in Oregon. Um, and Andy, for posting this, Andy No was locked out of his account. Now, there was a number of tweets that were locked out, and Ella G. Irwin has responded, but let's finish his coverage. On Tuesday night, I was informed by Twitter that a, uh, that a story I broke on the platform about the Super Soldiers announcing plans to on Twitter to go after a TPUSA event at the University of Oregon had violated its rules. Your account has been locked out, reads a notice when I log in. The tweet in question said exactly this, which I just showed. Ella Irwin is the head of Twitter's uh, uh, trust and safety. I included a screenshot of a live tweet by one of the Super Soldier accounts advertising um, a direct action on a, filer, on a flyer for the TPUSA event. I also included a link to the URL of the tweet. Safety and my followers can see the original tweet in context. Twitter removed the tweet for unspecified rules. The tweet is part of my daily reporting on Twitter where I routinely post screenshots and links to primary evidence of far left extremist accounts using Twitter to incite, organize, or praise violence. Using this style of short breaking news reporting on Twitter about Twitter, some extremist accounts I helped shed light on were subsequently suspended since Elon Musk took over. Now here's the thing. They're mass reporting his account Twitter, again, we'll get to Twitter's response in a second, but this is a very effective censorship. As somebody who waited weeks 
for Twitter to even look at an appeal, and I'm not even sure what eventually happened. Essentially, if you are need to get the word out, if the event is tonight or tomorrow, and you're like, hey, these people are organizing, um, and they're going to be there, and they're going to be a problem, and you should be, you know, for safety concerns, all they do is submit like 10 complaints on a tweet, and it gets banned. They mass flag it down, and it gets banned. So this is a real safety issue that Twitter needs to look at because the system is so easy to game. I even had to explain this to Andy last night. I was telling him how it works. Essentially, you can, let's say, report a tweet or two people report a tweet or three people report a tweet. It probably has, it's not, it doesn't get taken down. It gets reviewed. People look at it. Um, you know, this, you know, this, that, and the other thing happen. Um, and whatever happens, happens. But if 50 people or 20 people report a tweet in quick succession, it often gets taken down immediately. We see this methodology used on YouTube. Um, entire channels getting suspended out of nowhere due to mass flagging. The reason this works is because, you know, if something really heinous got posted to Twitter, law breaking or something, and a bunch of people were reporting it, Twitter and other social media platforms clearly have some threshold of if so many bans get or so many complaints get filed in a short period of time, we just take down the account, you know, out of abundance of safety. But again, the problem here is that you're putting other people's safety at risk and you're allowing the super soldiers and these extremists to game the system. They know exactly how many reports it takes. One person could probably do it in 15 minutes and get the reporting on this taken down. And unless Andy, you know, takes it down, well, you know, and maybe he's not there or if somebody else is reporting on a safety issue. So veneration asked Twitter, LG Irwin, this must be a mistake. Anina was reporting on the awfulness of the incident, but Twitter instead locked him out for bringing it to your attention. Why? Ella Irwin says, we want users to report tweets that incite bad behavior, though our reporting through our reporting flow so we can remove them. You can post redacted versions of tweets, but posting the, the whole threat in full without redaction just amplifies incitement further and impacts our ability to prevent harm. This position stated by Ms. Irwin sounds fair, but it does not issue guidance on for what exactly to censor if a posts are indirect or subtle about their incitement for bad behavior. For example, for example, some of these people use emojis of fire trucks and bricks or toys. Some simply post publicly available information about their target, a business or charity address, with the statement, you know what to do. In those instances, what should I censor, especially if the tweets are still live? Reporting a tweet violation on Twitter through the built-in option means it can remain online for days and weeks, spreading among militants while keeping those outside of those silos in the dark. It also gives these people an opportunity to delete the posts in order to hide that they've ever existed. And without being able to produce uncensored evidence of the far left's extremism on social media, how could the public be made aware of the severity of their threats? I think a fair question, right? I would certainly think that, you know, you can see here. Indeed, immediately after being locked out, accounts sympathetic with the super soldiers are calling for the pla calling for platform manipulation through mass reporting of my posts. You see a screenshot of the, the tweets that have been deleted. Wonder if this means things are happening. Might be time to report Andy for everything you can find. So no good deed goes unpunished. You know, you have these systems in place to protect people but they're going to be used by the worst kind of people out there to continue to act in bad faith. Now, Elegy Irwin also continues, the problem with screenshots of violating tweets being posted, that, even, that is, even if we suspend the source of the screenshots of the incident being posted by other users to stay up unless we take action on those two, that's what contributes to the incitement continuing to get amplified. Libby Evans replies, this policy means that it is not possible to do journalism on Twitter about political bad behavior. This is nonsensical and antithetical to Elon Musk's vision for more citizen journalism. 100% agree. I mean, um, the thing is, this group of people, small, sure, and smelly, definitely, almost certainly overweight, they know how to game the system. And they know that it really doesn't take that many people to actually... Um, censor and suppress 
speech on Twitter. I mean, we saw we saw a certain blue-haired individual uh, do that very effectively with probably just a small group of simps. So, you know, I think that if you're a journalist, a known journalist, you should certainly be exempt from this or at least have a, you know, a buffer for this kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous that it's like, it's like YouTube doesn't tell us what we can and what we can't say that lead us to be de being demonetized, right? Because they say, if we told you, then you would just say different words. But now, if they don't do the system here, like they've told these super soldiers how they can game the system, how they can screw people over, how they can hide their, acti their illegal activities, right? And so Twitter's like, eh, what are we supposed to do? I don't know, maybe let known trusted sources like give their account an exemption against mass flagging because that's all this is. There's no way anyone looked at that and thought Andy Noah was actually issuing that same threat. It's insane. She writes, of course, this, that's understandable, but it's pretty clear that here's Andy's intentions are not harmful. He was reporting on the incitements. Of course, and we know the intent was not to harm or amplify the tweets further. That's why the account is not suspended, but the tweets must be removed. But that's evidence. You need that. Twitter's got to be so much better. It's got to get so much better. And I'm not sure Ella G. Irwin's the right person for this job. I hope you were informed by this video. Hopefully, Andy will be unlocked soon. We'll talk to you again real soon.